The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning and welcome to Summer County Spotlight. Uh, your host, Jeff Shannon, right here. And each and every Sunday morning at 10, of course, sponsored by our good friends at FM Bank at 221 Indy Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville. We definitely appreciate them being on board with us. All right, we're going to start this uh, edition off. We have a, a unique individual that you might have heard him. If you haven't, you certainly will be hearing of him very soon. I want to introduce you to Cole Ritter. Cole is right here in Sumner County. He is a musician, a songwriter. You play lead guitars, you play fiddle. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you yeah, all of that. play fiddle. Uh-huh. Wow, look at you. Yep. And Cole has been doing music for, for quite some time. Well, I guess as long as you can remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, since I was three years old. So I'll be 19 years in October. Wow, doesn't it fly by? <laughs> yeah. No, so here's what does. happens when you get famous now. Now you have to break out all those old videos of you when you were young so they can make fun of you and that's that's what they do oh yeah no i expect nothing less yeah there's plenty of really cringy videos from when i was three and terrible so i guess we should just let's go back uh, those years and, and what was your inspiration what made you really want to tap into being a musician or even do music at all i think that i was obsessed with music from really like when i was born i think that that i was constantly listening to music uh, as a baby and, and as a and as a little toddler but my dad he played guitar around the house mm-hmm. um, my dad was from Ohio but um, uh, he had taken guitar from my great-grandfather who was a banjo and a guitar teacher so my dad was obsessed with a lot of you know rock and roll and blues and bluegrass and stuff like that and so I was constantly exposed to it but I think there was this really big aha moment uh, whenever we went to um, I think it was Main Street Fest in Gallatin actually mm-hmm. uh, I was probably two or three years old. Um, and there was a group there called the Nashville Suzuki Players. Um, Get out, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they were they were a bunch of kids playing violin and I was like, wow, that's super cool. So um, I saw them and I just kind of got obsessed with the violin and like kept asking for months and months until mom finally obliged. Jeez, and then, then you have to listen to that, the violin learning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no telling uh, how many years I was screechy, but uh, eventually I, I got most of that out, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so at, even as a young age, Age, you, you had that influence and and was it country or did you have a mix of uh, genres man I was listening to so many different genres as a child my grandmother was was listening to a lot of like southern gospel and classical music and my dad was listening to a lot of classic rock and uh, and bluegrass and blues and he loved like a lot of like the 50s rockabilly mm-hmm. and even kind of some more like modern but even retro for the time artists like Chris Isaac so he kind of got me into that stuff and mom she she was uh, you know like a musical theater person so she got me into musical theater 
Shakespeare and jazz and just kind of all different types of genres. So get, let's give a shout out to mom. Yeah, yeah, mom, uh, I love you. <laughs> Her name is Renee Tuninetti, yeah. And, and I saw that the last name, I said, how do you say that? And uh, <laughs> yeah. Tuninetti, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, my now, stepdad's from Italy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, so you get, yeah, all right. You get, I forget about it. Yeah, go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now she, uh, what I understand, we have a kind of a connection. My son's gonna be going to Liberty Creek, the new Liberty Creek School this next year. Come to find out, she's going to be the theater teacher there. Yeah, yeah. So she taught um, she taught theater at Station Camp High School from 2002 to I believe 2019, mm-hmm. uh, and then she took a couple years up in Michigan there. And I think she missed it honestly. Yeah. So so yeah. she's coming back and she's going to be opening uh, Liberty Creek's. Uh, that's that's going to be an amazing campus over there. I don't, yeah. you, I don't know if you've been by, but I'm telling you, this thing is uh, is going to be the, the the premier school. Yeah, it's massive. I've yeah. driven past. It's awesome. And I know she's excited about it. That's for sure. So you got to look out for the wolves now. Yeah. They're going yeah. to be happening. <laughs> and they've already started their athletic programs. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're getting people ready for that. So, uh, folks, you'll be hearing more about Liberty Creek. We'll have, you know, the the principal, hopefully, and maybe uh, Dr. Phillips coming in. And so we're going to be definitely talking about that school. But so I see here that you actually started touring at the age of eight years old. I mean, how was that possible? So um, with that group, the Nashville Suzuki Players, um, it was led by a man who actually she lives in town here named Thornton Klein. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he, uh, I believe he's still teaching. He here is, in town. yeah. Um, in fact, I just talked to him the other day. We're supposed to have, have him on the show here soon. So. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he was a, he was a, a mentor and a, and a great friend and a teacher to me for many years. But he started this group called the Nashville Suzuki Players. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, and he decided that he wanted to start touring with them. Um, and whenever I was eight years old, I believe our first place that we went to was Gatlinburg. But we played all over the place. Um, we played in Atlanta. We played in Memphis. Uh, we played pretty much like everywhere over the southeast disney world was my favorite though oh, i remember yes. that one yeah i can, I can see that that'll be, <laughs> yeah. that'll be that'll be happening so and how many gold records did you guys have oh. just, just kidding <laughs> <laughs> platinum maybe yeah platinum. <laughs> so with all of that early influence so you did you go to all the station camp did you go grow up through elementary middle and high or just part yeah of it? yeah so i first went to howard elementary and i went to station camp the first year that it opened um, so howard was in gallatin and i guess station camp is technically in gallatin mm-hmm. as well uh, just across the creek but um i went to station camp elementary the first year that it opened then i went to station camp middle and then the high school as well but i think that it was just convenient because my mom was there and they were yeah, great schools yeah. so it worked out really well yeah one of the things that, I, that we really loved uh, when we moved up here was the cluster kind of format so you have all of the schools right close together and it's just easy to go from one to the other if you have to. Oh, yeah. I used to walk over to the high school after my school let out and hang yeah. out with mom <laughs> and then just great. go home with her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great, great concept. So who were some of your earlier influences? Whenever I really started to actually get into singing and playing the guitar and stuff like that, uh, it was really a lot of more like the songwriter pop artists, I think, mm-hmm. that really kind of got me inspired to want to do that. Like Ed Sheeran was a really big deal whenever I first started and John Mayer and people like that. But as I kind of went along, my taste evolved. I still love that stuff, but my taste evolved and grew. Uh, I didn't stop liking those things. I just mm-hmm. started liking new things and adding that in. Sure. So uh, with you know, dad being such a such a big influence on me, Chris Isaac became a really big influence to me, kind of a hero of mine, as well as uh, at the time, I think Hozier was a really big guy at the time. And so I, I was kind of just like hitting all of these different eras of music. But the consistency uh, that I liked was just 
authenticity. Mm-hmm. That's what I valued above all else, whether it was, you know, R&B or country or like whatever it was. I love all kinds of music. I just want there to be authenticity above all else in the music. And that's kind of where I find myself striving to really, really, really hone in on on that idea of being authentic. Right. Yeah. For those just uh, tuning in, we're talking to Cole Ritter, a local guy here that uh, just made some national news being on American Idol. We're going to talk more about that in the second uh, segment because there's a lot to talk about. You know, I think the, the influence that you have really kind of in, inspires you to where you're going to be. But I, I do like the fact that you're true to yourself. You be yourself. Don't try to, you know, sound like Ed Sheeran or mm. Chris Isaac. I mean, you just do your thing, man. And that, and people I, I will sense it because you're just more comfortable with you, yeah. the way you are, yeah. and your sound. So with the uh, songwriting aspect of it, do you find yourself leaning more to songwriting than performing, or is it just kind of a just a combination equally? Performing has always been something that I've done since I was a very small child. So that probably comes a little bit more naturally to me. But when I got to college, I kind of realized that I didn't really want to be just like the backing musician anymore. And I, I felt like I had stories to tell. So I started songwriting just a couple of years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm really, really new to it. But it's been a really cool new adventure for me to be on. And I've had some really, really great peers and mentors who have really, really helped shape me into a better songwriter. And I feel like I will never stop learning. I feel like there is no best songwriter or best way to go about it because everybody's sure. just different and unique. And I'm just kind of looking to find what my voice is. So I think that that's going to be a, a long process that I'm hopefully going to be pursuing the rest of my life. Right. I think as in any artist, you're really never 100% happy with yeah. where you're at. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? for sure. Oh, I just, I hate everything and I've done. Everybody's going, that's incredible. No, that's garbage. <laughs> but it really is good. But we're our own worst critic when Absolutely. it comes to these things. Things, you know, and uh, but you you have a, a lot of connections, uh, especially now. I mean, people are going to know who you are. So I think that's really going to help. And you know, getting that mentorship from folks. And we have so many great songwriters here. Jerry Sally, I mean, an award-winning songwriter. That's it's just an amazing guy. And and you name it. There's so many great songwriters here. And you you're if you haven't done already, you'll be running into them. I'm sure. But uh, songwriting is a, is an art in itself. And I always say, how do people learn to write a song? I mean that just I, I couldn't even know where to begin mm. yeah i feel like you you can get better at it but i think that god just picks some people and is like you're gonna be a songwriter <laughs> right. it, you don't really like choose to do it it kind of yeah. chooses you you know yeah. um and that's kind of how it came to me as well um i i don't think that i ever could have imagined that i was going to be a songwriter i always thought that i was going to be a fiddle player mm-hmm. maybe a background singer um and then all of a sudden i just had all these stories to tell and a lot of them aren't mine i like to be a storyteller for other people who maybe mm-hmm. don't have the voice to to really speak up for themselves. Sure, absolutely. But I, I always say I totally respect songwriters and and how they're able to to take an, an influence or just a scenario or an event that they just happen to run into and make a song out of that. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I was just at the Bluebird the other night and we had several songwriters there. Wood Newton, legendary songwriter, and and several others and and they play their their music and it's and you listen to how they they do this and I, and I like some style better than others I really love the storytelling mm. the storytelling mm. ones yeah and then you find yourself maybe even writing a song for a specific artist yeah because it just matches you know their their rhythm and their pace and their everything I, I don't know but what a what a great job that must be it is yeah it's it's challenging at times you know it's 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 a lot like cooking <laughs> you know you got to figure out what ingredients don't taste quite right together um, but like you said like every artist is going to be different too and I write some songs that I like a lot but they may not be for me per se right so that's been a really interesting challenge is like figuring out like who 
I want to be as an artist and where I'm writing decent songs that I think that somebody else might do a better job at. And I think that it's kind of hard to part with some songs like that, but I think it's for the best. Well, you might be writing the next Ed Sheeran hit. Who knows? Who yes. knows? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Though? That would be really cool. I mean, yeah. I just couldn't imagine getting that call. I said, yeah, Ed's going to cut your song. And it's like, please. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know a lot of things in the business have changed over the years. And uh, you, you being you know, in it as long as you have, you've probably seen a lot of changes with streaming, with royalties, with all of these things. Have you really been involved much in that aspect of the business? Um, I think that I've had a bit of a rude awakening of it the last couple of years. <laughs> it's it's definitely my least favorite part of doing oh, music. Yeah. But if you can figure it out, that's where you can really find like financial stability and success. And I think that those things are a little bit more measurable and tangible than art can be sometimes. But at the end of the day, like art is really like the soul filling part of it, right? Yeah. This is just like the sustaining part. like. You know, it puts uh, ramen uh, in my cabinet. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've eaten a lot of ramen, just to clarify, a lot. I, I, I'm there with you, brother. I mean, it's... They're it's my unofficial sponsor, yeah. You know, there you go. <laughs> you know, the, the, but the business aspect, I think, and a lot of the artists, I guess they fail to really learn about that. And I always tell people, I don't care what business you're in. It can be law enforcement, it can be nursing, it can be being a doctor or whatever, but you have to learn the business aspect, not just the talent part, learn the business because that's that's where it's all gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and learning the business of the music business is endless. I Absolutely. mean, you never stop learning. No, yeah. no, because it is always constantly changing. But see, you get so successful, that's why you hire people. That's right, yeah. But, and again, Let's back up and, and go into an, another class, learning how to hire the right person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's not going to, you know, rip you off and doing all that. And there's been plenty of stories about that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just locking into the right individual that's going to guide you and direct you in the right p- place mm-hmm. and help you to stay successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's tough, too, because... You know, you can either go with a really close friend and then maybe hurt their feelings in the process right, and, uh, yeah. and ruin the relationship there. Mm. And, and I think that's kind of sacred. You know, you need to keep that in its own space. True. But on the other hand, you don't just want some stranger who just wants your money. You want somebody who really cares about what you're doing, cares about your art. But at the end of the day, like, is very, like, money-oriented yeah. and is very, like, pragmatic in the way yeah. that they run their business. Because I'm not really quite like that, right? Like, I'm the artsy kid, whatever, yeah. you know? <laughs> so we have to balance each other out. So you just walk off, watch out for that guy on the side and say, hey, kid, come here. Let me let me tell you something. I'm make you rich. <laughs> <laughs> you know, See, avoid yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's when we say, forget about it. You yeah. Know, hey, let's take a quick break. We're going to be back with more. We're talking with Cole Ritter, and he's a local musician, artist, and songwriter right here in Sumner County, a, a recent contestant on American Idol. Uh, we're going to talk about that on the other side. So stay right here with us for more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're back this Sunday morning with Summer County Spotlight, your host, Jeff Shannon. We're going to continue our conversation with our local hero now, Cole Ritter, singer, songwriter, musician, who, Cole, man, 
you were just on American Idol this season. So it's what, season 20 now? Yeah, season 20. It started in 2001. They skipped one during, uh, or the year that they, they, they went off the air, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they came back. So this is the 20th year. Yeah. yeah. A lot of great talents come off that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tons. And tons of local talent, too. Well, let's let, let's start at the beginning. So what in, what made you decide, hey, I, I think I'm ready. I can do Idol. Uh, to be honest, I never had a moment like that the entire competition. Really? <laughs> no, you're never ready for something yeah. like that. Well, well, you got a point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it kept popping up in my life in really weird ways. Um, the first time it popped up in my life, I was a freshman at Belmont University, and this would be back in 2018. And my my RA, like in my dorm, uh, uh, his name was Walker Burroughs, and he went and placed eighth on American Idol. <laughs> so wow. that Yeah, yeah. So that was like the first like person that I personally knew who had gone on American Idol. And then over COVID, I was contacted by by one of their like talent mm-hmm. scouts, I guess you can call mm-hmm. them. And uh, and I, I turned it down. I was like, nah, I just don't really think that this is for me. I don't really like, you know, the whole TV aspect of it, the competition. <laughs> oh, like, I just want to wow. make art. But the next year, like it happened again, and I actually turned them down again. <laughs> um, I said I wasn't really quite interested, and they kept bugging me uh, this time it was uh, it was a different person um her name was Shay. She was awesome. And she just was so persistent. She's like, I really think that this would be worth your time. Like, please do this. Finally, she got me to do it. And I realized just because it kept popping up in my life, like I just felt like it was something I should just go for. Like I have nothing to lose. Sure. So, you know, then I went and did like a, a producer audition and that was in front of all their producers. And we had to answer tons of questions. Yeah. And all did kinds you have of- to submit a, like a, a, a demo before that? Um, they- I, actually, no, not me, because normally, you know, they start out with with the pool of like 120,000 or whatever and yeah, select out wow. of there. But I was personally reached out to by like um, by like one of their scouts basically who had found me on social media um, and thought nice. that I would be a good fit wow. for this season. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah. So that says something. I, I guess so, but I'm just <laughs> really honored and shocked about the whole thing even so it doesn't feel real. So when you go to that that audition, I guess you had to do the, the initial one with the, with the producers and such. Mm-hmm. Did you have to just bring your own stuff that you've done or you had to do a cover? So I think I performed maybe like four or five songs for that. Okay. It was a lot. Short songs, all about like a minute. And yeah. um, and they didn't really give you like any emotion. They're like, all right, you got something else? Oh. Uh, and you're just kind of like, okay. And then they're stone-faced. They're, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. The whole time, I never got like any sort of validation there. But uh, I got validation a couple weeks later when they're like, hey, we want you to audition in Nashville for the judges. So that was exciting and nerve-wracking. And I, I thought 20 more times about not doing it. But like, I'm so young and I, I just don't, I don't have anything to lose. So. I'm already at the bottom. I may as well, you know, there's nowhere else to go but up from here. So so did, Kate, did Katie ask you if you had a girlfriend or anything? Uh, uh, she, she didn't ask, but, but I do, for the record. You uh, do. I do. But Katie Perry. Um, She's a trip. She is a trip. Wow. But she was my celebrity crush from the time I was like, 10 or 11 yeah. so to see her in person was wild wow. man yeah. yeah and she changes all the time I she don't does. know how she does that but uh so how many times did you have to go before the three of them um i guess i guess i just just the one time i guess so we did the producers and then and then uh, back in october then okay. we went and auditioned in nashville okay um and it's kind of like they just throw you to the wolves like they tell you hey stand on this tee um they did a bunch of interviews and stuff like that and then uh you just hope for the best yeah <laughs> yeah so they, i love how they take the they guess they do a little 
interview segment, like where you where you lived and tell your story. And of course, then you get the the people to get up there and have with the emotional stories that right. you know, moms passed away and you know the things they're going through. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it helps to make them more personal, sure, more of a personal attachment to each one of the contestants. But so then then they they play those things uh, uh, for you. But but I just couldn't imagine if you look back on it, and you've probably done this several times. The the moment you started walking in that room with the with you know Luke and Katie and Lionel just sitting there watching. Hey, how you doing? Then they say, "What's your name?" You're you're just sitting there going, "Um, I can handle this." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the emotions and nerves had to be crazy. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was sweating. I was shaking, but. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, like, I, I don't think I'd change any of those nerves or anything because that just makes it, it means I really cared about it and it right. just makes it so much more of like an impactful, memorable experience. I'll never forget how I felt the entire time. Like, like in some ways it feels like it's just all kind of a big blur, but in other ways I feel more like I was more present in that moment than I've ever been in my entire life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this wow. is like, this is going to be like a life-changing moment, right. you know? You know, working with those, with that kind of talent, I mean, you're talking top of the, the range yeah. talent with these mm-hmm. folks and if they say something a recommendation i mean it's like I, I gotta learn from that yeah absolutely and and i think that that's what i got out of the show more than anything else was just the people that i've met um and just like the critiques that i got were never ever harmful or anything like that they're always like really helpful and encouraging to me be so, yourself yeah exactly yeah, yeah. thankfully i didn't have like an idle horror story of them <laughs> telling me that i was terrible yeah. <laughs> So, but you were talking about how the initial judges were stone faced. You sit in front of those three; mm-hmm. they're looking at you, and yeah. you can see the eye movements, especially Katie. I mean, she has the, those big eyes when she starts doing that, and then she—if they look at the, their arms for chili bumps, yeah, you got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was fortunate enough to get three S's from them, which was really surreal. I, I, I mean, I guess I had no expectations going in. So, so the fact that all three of them said yes was, I, I don't know if I'd say like surprising per se, but just more like surreal. Like I just yeah. like couldn't really believe that it was happening. You know sure. I mean? Yeah. And they keep you busy and going and going and going. How long was the whole process? I mean, from the time you, I guess, auditioned in front of the three to where you ended up at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, so the first initial audition just in front of the producers, um, that was maybe like October 1st or something like that. And then the actual audition was at the very end of October. And then I had to wait pretty much all of November until almost Christmas before I went to Hollywood week, which most people don't know that it takes that long to film. Yeah. Just the constant in your head about that. Like it, it's the time off that you really start to get in your head whenever you're gone sure. constantly, like you don't have time to think about right. that. But whenever you get home and your, your head hits the pillow at night, that's when I would start really second guessing like yeah. if I was good enough to do that. So when were you uh, actually able to hear the other talent that w- was with you? I mean, I know I know you guys sit in the audience and you kind of watch some things, but mm. do you, does everybody sit out there and you start listening to these other artists and you're going, "Whoa, that's yeah, that's I, the person there." <laughs> this was actually the the scariest thing that happened I think while I was there um, right at my first audition I was the second person in all of Nashville to go that day which was terrifying um, and I remember that this girl I had heard her sing like in a practice room like I had heard her sing and she sounded incredible and I heard her singing in the room and she was like riffing and belting and it was awesome and she walks out and it was and she got nose right before me and I was the second oh, wow. person so the first thing <laughs> that I saw was this like amazing singer get booted so I was like oh, all right for sure like I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna make it but thankfully I did like it was it was wild just imagining 
that kind of talent in there. And you know the great thing, and Nashville is always represented. We have some great talent here. You know, whether whether they're playing Broadway or they're just they're gigging around town, uh, there's some amazing uh, talent here. And you can always tell when they mm-hmm. get up there and they start singing. They say, "Okay, where are you from? Nashville." <laughs> okay, yeah, we're gonna take it. Luke loves that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I felt a little bit of a personal connection with Luke just mm-hmm. because of how we knew a lot of the same places. We ate at the same restaurants. Well, maybe not, but. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? We go yeah, to a lot of yeah, the same no, places. Right. I can't afford Luke's steak, but ramen, you know, whatever. <laughs> Come out with a ramen steak. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look man. out. Look out. Here I'll we be go. all over that. <laughs> but, you know, just the, the connections that you've made with those artists, uh, and, and you had to make an impression on them. And hopefully, you know, something you know comes back around, you know, where they remember you for something. Hey, let's, let's use coal for this. Yes. And, you know, I always say this in the business, it's all who you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're knowing some pretty, pretty cool people. I do. I'm really, really blessed. And um, I, I don't think that 10 years ago, I could have ever imagined that I could say that I personally know Lionel Richie, you know, or Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, Ryan mm-hmm. Seacrest. Uh, I got to meet Lauren Elena. Jordan Sparks was hanging around. Wow. She's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. A, incredible. What a voice. <laughs> oh, geez. And we haven't seen much of her uh, lately, but I guess she's still still out there. She is. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's still killing it, though. One that I really wish that I had gotten to meet who was a mentor on Idol, and I just, she was my favorite singer of all of Idol history and her name is Haley Reinhardt and I think she came in second maybe like season 10 something. don't quote me on that yeah season something but man she is just wow. incredible one of my favorites yeah and I was looking back I was uh, something popped up in the feed about all of the the past winners and it's like wow okay I've, okay they've done something not so much not so much but mm-hmm. you have that that select few that really you know take it to town yeah I, I really believe that Idol is not going to be the pinnacle of my career hopefully and I don't think that it should be for anyone who goes on Idol. I mm-hmm. think that people kind of have the expectation that Idol is going to make them a star. And I don't think that it does that, but I do think that it opens a lot of doors to sure. getting to that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we can all, all kind of just like take that momentum that we have from Idol and using use it as a stepping stone to move forward in our career. Absolutely. And, you know, just the amount of knowledge that you've gained just by being in that atmosphere and being around that kind of talent mm-hmm. and getting that kind of critiquing and you're learning all of that, that most people never get that. No. So no. you're above the game right there. I'm very thankful for the whole experience. I wouldn't wouldn't change anything about it. Yeah. Nothing. Well, I wish I would take it all the way to the end, but hey, you know, it is what it is. You, you, you got it. You got the exposure, which I think is tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I always say it's, you know, you got to come up with that right song, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that you can songwrite really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you have that notoriety could open the doors where some really famous writers could have a song for you that, that they want to pitch to you. Right, so, yeah. And that could do it. I mean, yeah, look you out. never know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to keep on. I'm, I've got a bigger fire now than I've ever had in my entire life. I feel aggressive, excited, um, ambitious, and Lord willing, nothing is going to stop me. I'm just going to keep working hard. Well, you got mama behind you. I look do. Out. I you do. You got to watch it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think she'd be a great manager. Uh, uh, <laughs> No thanks. She, she she's let awesome. anything slide by. She you know. she wouldn't. She wouldn't. But but you know, yeah. just no. She needs to go teach it at Liberty there Creek. Go. She's okay. going to be awesome there. Yeah. Amazing. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you have so many great things in your basket now that now it's just it's just taking it and running with it. You know, mm-hmm. you you've got the band that that you're working with, and so tell us about that and how how you guys are doing with the band. Yeah, so um, we're called Colritter and the Night Owls, and we formed back in 2019. Uh, we played just a couple of gigs that year, but um, the first thing that we really did that put us on the map was uh, at, we go all went to Belmont University at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Belmont has this uh, series called the Showcase Series. And at Belmont, that's a really big deal. I mean, they pour tens of thousands of dollars into production and have yeah. like a full production crew, lighting, rigging, the whole thing. And they do it uh, in their arena. Um, so essentially, like out of a pool of probably like 50 to 70 bands that apply, um, your application is selected. And then you get to audition in front of a panel of music industry judges. Mm-hmm. So um, and out of all of those, we were selected to actually compete in the showcase. And we competed in the country genre. So there's like R&B, pop, mm-hmm. rock. Um, country and maybe Christian, I want to say, but thankfully, like in 2020, we were able to to win the showcase right then. So that's amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. And I mean, the other acts, I mean, they're they're like the best that Belmont University has to offer. Yeah. Um. So we were super grateful to be a part of that. But unfortunately, uh, like two weeks later, that's when COVID hit and the tornado in Nashville. It, see what that does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. But it's meant to make you stronger. Right. You know, and right. we take all of that, we learn from it, mm. and we find out, hey, there's a new norm now, and we're going to adapt and, and run with this thing. And and you have a, a, a website, so it's ColeRitterAndTheNightOwls.com, mm-hmm. and you have your schedule up there. You have other information. You got some swag up there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about to get even more T-shirts and hats and stuff like that, so go check that out. Nice. That's good. What's coming up? Oh, this summer we're going to be uh, touring a lot. Uh, we're going up to Ohio. We're going to Texas, uh, possibly New Jersey and New York to go do some shows. Um, and we're, we're about to start recording a new single, too. That's hopefully going to be coming out in June. Okay, let's look for it. You got to drop it on socials? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And do you have a streaming platform that you, you mainly send over? So we, we're actually available on all streaming platforms. So okay. Spotify, um, Apple Music, uh, YouTube, it's on everything. Okay. Just type in Cole Ritter. He's going to pop up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cole, man, it's been an honor to have you here. Thanks for taking the time to, to swing in here. You've got a busy schedule coming up, and hopefully you're going to get even more busy. <laughs> I hope so. Get busy I'm, with it. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're talking to Cole Ritter, the uh, past contestant here, just recent past contestant at American Idol and uh, a local Sumner Countyan. <laughs> so we appreciate you. Thank you very much for that. Tell mom we said hey, mm-hmm. and we'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Well, welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon, here on this Sunday morning. We're going to have a new guest in here, and you're going to be hearing a lot of news, and you probably already have, about the new high school here in Sumner County called Liberty Creek. We've got the head guy right here. He's the principal of the high school at Liberty Creek. And uh, uh, Mr. Philip Holt, thanks for coming in here and uh, got to tell us all about this fabulous facility. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about Liberty Creek anytime I can. You know, this is going to be one of those things that's very unique just in general because we have three schools opening at the same time with elementary, middle, and high school. I'll obviously be at the high school and I'm excited to work with Mr. Bennett and Dr. Reynolds and the other two principals. And, uh, you know, couldn't be more excited to to be a part of something very, very special that's going to impact generations here in Sumner County. Oh, absolutely. And I know people have been been watching it and hearing the rumors, which we'll, we'll get to those. 
those later. That's right. But yeah. uh, I want to just let everybody know. I mean, your your history is, is pretty impressive. I mean, you have you're not a youngster at this game. No, I'm not. This is uh, I think about 18th year in, in education. You know, I, I've always grown up in Sumner County, born and raised here. Uh, it's very rare to find a, a native Sumner <laughs> County person these days. Born and raised in Hendersonville on Saundersville Road. But, That's back uh, when it was not a road yet. It wasn't. It wasn't much of a road. Yeah, it was just kind of a crush and run uh, gravel road. We were route two. Uh, we didn't even have a street address. I remember when we got our street address, we thought we were big time. But, um, but you know, you know, my road has has led through uh, metro schools. I was in metro schools for uh, eleven years, and then went to uh, Wilson County for a year at Lebanon High School. But uh, and then came to Sumner County. But, uh, you know, working here in Sumner County, the area that I've grown up in and still live in, has been a tremendous blessing to me and my family. Yeah, absolutely. And you spent a little time over Welch College, too, I think. You did yeah, that. yeah. I, I tried to do uh, some adjunct work. Yeah. Uh, I, I've done some adjunct work at, at Welch. I'm still connected at Lipscomb University. That's where I got my doctorate and uh, get to work with a lot of neat people at that level and a lot of adults who are wanting to become educators. And so it's neat to be able to work with future teachers. Well, at, at your time at uh, Station Camp Elementary. Mm-hmm. You had a couple of my critters come through there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that concept. And we were talking with Cole Ritter earlier, uh-huh. and he was talking about the same thing because his mom worked at the high school, and mm-hmm. he would just leave school and oh, walk yeah. over and hang out with mom. So right. that was that worked out great. But I just love that that concept. And Liberty Creek is going to have something similar, yeah. just not the, the all separate schools. It's just going to be one Mm-hmm. one huge campus mm-hmm. yeah yeah that, that concept is is special um you know when station camp opened it, sta- it opened in stages i think if i remember right the high school opened first and then um, i'm not sure if the middle school or elementary came next but it was kind of in stages and so that same concept of one campus three schools will be at liberty creek but but opening three at one time is, <laughs> is what makes it the most unique but yeah liberty creek 260 acre campus going to be just beautiful between the the three schools that will be there and we're going to talk about all the the things that that are going on there you know, you're at your time uh, at Station Camp. There was a lot of uh, really cool kids that came through there. Uh, a lot of great activities that you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always kept people involved, and you're very you communicated mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And I think p- parents kind of like that. They like when they're communicated with, and yeah. hey, this is what's going yeah. on. We have these events. You can come, and my doors open, kind of thing. Let me hear what you got. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, you know, I spent a majority of my career in Metro schools prior to coming to to Sumner County, and uh, you know. It, in Metro, I have great friends in Metro. I never speak ill about, you know, Metro schools. They work really, really hard and do great things for a lot, a lot of kids. But when I came to station camp, you know, we had a PTO board in place and, you know, there's five or six uh, ladies on the PTO board. They'll keep and, you hopping. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they kept, they kept me in line for sure. And, you know, it got to be close to Christmas and, and our, our president, uh, our PTO president came to me and said, you know, this uh, subcommittee is kind of disappointed that you haven't reached out to them and communicated with them yet. I'm like, subcommittee? We have subcommittees to the PTO board because when I was in Metro, if we had two people volunteer to head right, up a PTO, right. yeah. I mean, we thought we were on top of the world. <laughs> but man, the amount of involvement in the community is such a blessing. I mean, it's, it was so great. I was like, hey guys, I didn't even know y'all existed. I didn't even know we had subcommittees. So I reached out to them and man, the resources that, that we have in Sumner County and the involvement that our parents are you know pushing towards has pushed me to be a better leader as well. Well, and having to, as a principal, mm-hmm. dealing with so many different persons personalities. Mm-hmm. Do you, how do you learn that? How yeah. do you learn to deal with all, uh, you know? I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I'm still learning uh, most of the time. You do you know, have a degree in psychology or anything? Yeah. Well, 
Well, actually, I do have a minor in in, in psychology, but uh, I don't know how much I actually use it. But uh, <laughs> but you know that that is something that I do feel like I still learn. But you know, one thing that you know we were talking earlier before we hopped on the air here about a principal that I worked under in, in Metro. Her name's uh, Dr. Metter, and uh, she always she she knew I wanted to get into leadership. And she put me in a lot of really good positions to learn and and and, and things like that. And, and one thing she always told me, she would look at me and she said, Philip, it's always how you treat people, whether it's a tough conversation or if it's a great conversation, mm-hmm. it's always how you treat people. And so that, that carries over with how I work with teachers. It carries over with how I work with uh, my superiors and my supervisors. And it definitely impacts the way that I work with students and parents. And I think they, they sense that because, you know, you can talk to some people and it's like, you know they're not listening. Mm-hmm. It's like they're looking through you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, or right. or their their eyes are wandering and they're, they're not paying attention. And people, uh, especially in leadership position, they they want to know they're being heard. Yeah. You know, even the kids. I mean, yep. the kids come with the problem. Yep. And, and we'll talk about the kids' problems uh, mm-hmm. here. But mm-hmm. I, I will tell you the the mental health issues over the last several years with these little ones. Yeah. Is mind blowing. Yeah. It's tough. And I, I was shocked to to see you know, some of these numbers that are going on and, mm-hmm. and the things that I'm hearing. But, you know, in, in your capacity, you have to oversee everything. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot yeah. to keep yeah. up with. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a lot. And the most important thing I can do is surround myself with good people that I can trust. You know, when I was when I went to Station Camp Elementary, I had virtually no elementary experience walking into Station Camp Elementary. And so I immediately had to surround myself with people who knew that school and knew elementary instruction and yeah. how it functions. And we met every Tuesday morning at 7.30 in my office for those three years that I was there. And uh, we called it our, our instructional leadership team and they helped guide me. And so uh, when when you oversee so much, you can't be a master at all these things. True. You have to bring people in that's really good at something and then trust them to make the right decisions uh, along the way. So that's, and, and the same thing's happening at Liberty Creek High School. You know, the people that I've been fortunate to, to be surrounded with are great at what they do and I trust them. And too, because you, you've known these people, you can handpick those individuals yeah. that you work well with yeah. and you have that good working environment because, I mean, you gotta have ears out there. Mm-hmm. And if you have all mm-hmm. of these ears mm-hmm. feeding right. you information, because you can't obviously be in every place at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's great that you, you're gonna have you know that backup uh, for you. What's your assistant principal? Name. So at, at the high school, we'll have two assistant principals, okay. Mr. Mitchell Baker. Uh, he has uh, a lot of high school experience. He was at White House High School for a long time, and he's a, a currently a lead educator at T.W. Hunter Middle School. He's been there. This is his second year there. And then uh-huh. my, my second assistant principal is uh, Julie Fitzpatrick. She was at Ellis Middle School for a long time as a, as a social studies teacher. You know, she a ton of people know her. She's had a lot of kids come through her uh, classroom over the years, but now she is a lead educator at Hendersonville High School. Nice. Well, it it sounds uh, like this is going to be incredible, and people are going to yeah. be watching and watching yeah. and watching. Yeah. yeah, they are, and 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 you know that 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 brings about a sense of pressure because a lot of eyes are on us to see how we're going to to start to start start off. But that pressure is a good thing. Um, you know, it it keeps us on our toes and making sure that we're trying to think through everything. And you know. The support that I've gotten from Dr. Phillips and Scott Langford and our school board and county commission to make all this happen has been just incredible. Every time I cross paths with them, they're asking us, what can we do? How can we help? They know the task is big to start a school off. Yeah, I remember when all this started and all the rumor and, and the uproar obviously yeah. uh, from the community yeah. uh, that was was held and and I, I just tried to tell people I said look you know Dr. Phillips has had this plan for several years mm-hmm. 
I mean, you have to be able to forecast. You don't know how many people, but we just right. know we're going to have growth. Right. And you have to to do something to handle that growth because the schools will get overcrowded. Yeah. And I don't think it was an overcrowding situation, mm-hmm. uh, especially at station camp. Mm-hmm. But now with some rezoning and things like mm-hmm. that, they, they've already forecasted what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, this just happened, you know, kind of thing. And right. it, it, with the project this big, you really can't. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I can't imagine being in, in Dr. Phillips' shoes trying to trying to predict where growth is going to happen but you know when you when you look at land and where land is and where population and the density is the density is right there there around that station camp beach area and all the land is adjacent to it and that's where he put liberty creek and yeah. so so we think that that land is 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 going to take off in the next you know 10 or so years and and we have the building that's that's ready to take it on when that happens the campus is just phenomenal yeah uh, you know, and I, I mean, I can't wait to go in there and look around and see it because yeah. I remember I took my uh, my 15 year old. We pulled up there the first time. Of course, it's still under construction, but mm-hmm. when he we pulled up to that driveway, and he says, "Wow, this looks like a college," because that that's pretty impressive. You know, yeah. that entrance uh, yeah. way right there. So it's it's going to catch a, a lot of attention, and yeah. people are going to be. No, I want to go to Liberty now. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. When people ask where it is, people never really go to, go down Upper Station Camp Creek. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll tell them where it is, and we'll say, you know, if you're looking for the campus, turn down Upper Station from Long Hollow, and you'll be it'll be down there on the left. And I promise you, you, you cannot will. miss it. You can't. You cannot miss it. <laughs> and I, you know, for a while, I, I would drive down there, and this was before they kind of broke ground. I mean, really uh-huh. opened it up. Yeah. It was just one little cut through for construction. And I didn't really know where it was until later. And then when they came back, I saw all of that. And it's like, wow. So how are you dealing with, and, and I know you're going to get this, mm-hmm. and you're, you're probably going to get a lot of community calls and everything else about mm-hmm. the traffic, the size of the road. I mean, yeah. this has been discussed. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything in the works to widen that road at this juncture. I know mm-hmm. down at Long Hollow, they're doing some widening down there now. Yeah, I, I noticed that the other day. Lane. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that the other day. And, and I asked one of the guys, and they, they said he didn't really know what he was doing. He said, I, I don't know. We're, it looks like a turn lane, yeah, which yeah. it's it's a devil to get out of that place. It is. It, it and is. so I know that they had talked about putting a light up there, which, mm-hmm. let me tell you, is well needed because there's several crashes right yeah. there because people don't know how to go. People are coming straight yeah. across, coming left and right. So, yeah, that's going to be well needed, and the buses are going to need that relief mm-hmm. trying to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there. I, I did notice that the other day. I drove down there, you know, a few days ago, and noticed that they were widening it right there at the yeah. at the intersection of Long Hollow and Upper Station. And and the plan is for there to be a traffic light there, so that buses, when school buses come, and that that's, you know, it's it's the safety for everybody in the community, sure. but primarily for those school buses because they'll be coming straight across from uh, Creekside Subdivision. Yeah. And so for them to cross that road, uh, you know, it's it's dangerous for me and my Accord to cross that road, <laughs> much much less a bus um, trying to cross that thing. So yeah, that that traffic light's going to go in right there, and um, and I think you know I think everybody would like to see that road widened at some point. Well, and and I I think so because look, I'm really scared with all these young drivers. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these teenagers that that'll be driving obviously, yeah, don't have the experience uh, yeah. or the patience in a lot yeah. of cases, and they try to. To, to, to bust out in front of there, and next thing you know, you, you have a crash. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Like I said, I grew up on Saundersville Road. A long time ago, the Saundersville Road was a much more dangerous road than it is now. Like if, when you go down Saundersville now, you can see where they have actually shifted the road away from, I think it's the Masters Glen subdivision, because at one point in time, that was a hill crest that was a steep crest. And when you went over that hill, you felt like you 
legitimately felt like you're on a roller coaster, like your yeah. stomach kind of went up, like you were going over the hill really? on a roller coaster. Wow. So they shifted that road over. The reason they did is because there was a fatal car accident right there at the at the uh, with Masters Glen, where they come out as a teenager coming out, didn't see somebody, you know, T-boned them, they passed yeah. away, and it was yeah. it was very tragic, yeah. and and so hopefully that doesn't happen. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully we get ahead of that curve and, and make sure there's some safety things in place. But but you're exactly right. When when the when the population increases around country roads that used to be uh, made for tractors to go down, right. uh, you have to make some adjustments sometimes. Absolutely. Hey, folks, we're talking with uh, Philip Holt. He's the new principal at Liberty Creek High School right here in Sumner County. We're going to continue our conversation and we'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. And we're going to continue our conversation with uh, Mr. Philip Holt. He's the principal out at the brand new, by the way, Liberty Creek High School, Mm. home of the wolves. That's right. Home (laughs) of the wolves. Yeah. So look out for the wolves, man. They're going to take you down. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Since we're talking about the wolves, I guess the athletic program uh, appears to me like this is this is going to be a, a rocking uh, school for that. That's right. It, it it is. You know, I reference you know the support that we've gotten from school board, county commission. You know, the and you've referenced you know the, the, how how beautiful the campus is. It looks like a college campus. It, it is just absolutely beautiful up there. But you know, the the fields don't coach the kids. Uh, they can play on it, and they're going to yeah, play in yeah. really nice facilities. But we have we have been able to bring in some fantastic coaches. And the reason I think they're so fantastic is because they're fantastic people. We actually had uh, dinner together the other night, Thursday night, uh, down here at Sam's Grill. And, uh, you know, the, those coaches are going to do great things and impact a lot of kids' lives. And then not to mention just the faculty staff that we're bringing on, the teachers that we're bringing in are just passionate about loving kids and teaching them and making sure they're successful after they leave us. And I think, you know, the impact that our teachers and our coaches have on our youth is phenomenal. I mean, to this day, my Mm -hmm. basketball coach in high school, I I still think Mm -hmm. about him all the time. That's the impact that he had on me. Teachers are the same way. I mean, how many times have you seen stories of celebrities and all these Mm -hmm. individuals that thank a teacher from back in elementary school or high school or middle school? Yeah. Uh, So it's so important that you have that, that staff that's there that understand the kids Mm-hmm. and can really help them because they, they mold their future for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Probably one of the biggest moments in, in my career was when uh, my elementary school principal passed away. I went to Good Pasture uh, Christian School. Uh, Nyla Cheryl was the principal there forever and ever. And when she passed away, I went, went to her funeral. Uh, it was at Madison Church of Christ, right down the road. For, you know, Madison Church of Christ was a big supporter of, of, of Good Pasture. And that auditorium was literally packed. I mean, wow. it was standing room only. And, and Madison Church of Christ is a, is a big Church of Christ. If you've never been there, it's it, it you know it was it was modeled after the Ryman Auditorium. It, it's a big, big auditorium, and it was packed. And I just thought the impact that teachers and educators have on kids sure. is second to none. Yeah. And I guess the the hiring process. I couldn't imagine. Let's let's start at the very beginning. Okay, I have to start yeah. bringing people in here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, were you having a hard time? Because I know the last couple of years have been really hard for employment. Uh Do you think it was that hard to really try to attract teachers to come to a new school? 
Yeah, so I think one of the things people assume is that, you know, it was really easy to attract teachers to to Liberty Creek. And it was in a sense. I mean, everybody likes the shiny, the shiny new object, right? And and and, and Liberty Creek is definitely that. It's it's beautiful, like we've already talked about. But but teachers when they feel comfortable somewhere, they they don't want to leave. And and when they have built relationships with kids and, and other faculty members, they don't want to always leave. And so I needed to make sure that we got in front of that. And so early on after I was named principal, I communicated out the type of uh, teachers that we were looking for for Liberty Creek. Uh, team players, collaborative. You know, if you like to work in your classroom by yourself, which is totally fine. We have phenomenal teachers that really thrive in that kind of alone time and think sure. time and stuff like that. Liberty Creek's not set up like that. We have uh, these collaborative workspaces and, and uh, you know, people who are wanting to be coached. Um, you know, if you're if you feel good about where you are and you want to stay where you are, that's fine. But Liberty Creek's probably not the place to come because we're going to be in classrooms giving you feedback and building relationships with you to come alongside you to support mm-hmm. you. It's not a top down approach. And so I got ahead of that pretty early on in, in kind of a social media push of the types of teachers that we were looking for. And it worked to my advantage because the, the teachers that applied were teachers who are willing to take risks, who are willing to be pushed and want to grow. And so it's been uh, it's been a neat process and the teachers that we have coming on board, I couldn't be more excited about. Well, I mean, that's, that's great when you have a great staff that you can depend on. Yeah. They know where you're at. They understand your philosophy. This is, you know, not really saying this is how it's gonna be guys. Yeah. Uh, kind of situation, but that they understand your vision. Yeah. And if everybody has that same vision, you got success. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And we'll, we actually have our first faculty staff dinner coming up in May. And I'm excited to, to bring them all together in, in one spot and break bread together and talk about uh, the vision for the school and what's coming up and kind of some summer plans, whatever we can plan for, because, you know, things are still with construction, you know, waiting to get the green light to move in and all that kind of stuff. And but it'll be excited to bring it exciting to bring everybody together under under one roof. So speaking of your philosophy, what's what's that going to be, or what is it? Yeah, so um, so my philosophy for uh, just education in general is building relationships with kids and making sure that they have a lot of skills that's going to help them out after they leave us in the mm-hmm. in the secondary world. Um, I have a lot of friends who um, you know education and and school wasn't really their thing. They didn't go on to a four-year college or two-year college, but they're wildly successful at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's the soft skills that kids a lot of times don't have that are the things that'll help them push them over the top in, in regards to being successful after they leave high school. And so um, teaching them to be respectful, to, to be able to make eye contact, to be able to shake hands with someone, to be able to carry on a conversation without looking down at their phone and, and, and things like that. Those things are, are core to what uh, we want to instill in the students at Liberty Creek. Well, and you could have the resources there for these kids. And yeah. uh, we, we talked a little bit about the, the mental health uh, crisis. And mm-hmm. and to me, it's a crisis. For yeah. these these youngsters, I'm 100%. telling you, yep. it, it, it blows my mind. At, and I've talked to so many different therapists and just asking them, how, how's it going? Mm-hmm. They're booked solid. Yeah. And the, the kids are going, and I think and I'm not a professional, but I think, mm. I mean, social media, YouTube, yeah. Spotify, TikTok, mm-hmm. it's doing something to these kids' brains. I mean, that's yeah. what has changed since we, when we grew up. 
we didn't have that. You go out and play. You know That's what right. I mean? It's like yeah. even yeah. watching on TV, you know, you limit that. And yeah. now with the, the gaming and everything else. So I would imagine that, I mean, Summer County is real proactive when it comes to, to mental health and having the counselors available mm-hmm. either as a, in a third party coming in or what have you. Because I know mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, middle school at one time, they had a counselor there that I met. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just helpful to have that and really read into yeah. if a kid is having a stressed out time, we got to be able to recognize that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is a crisis. You know, anxiety levels across the nation are, are up in our, our, our kids, elementary, elementary, middle and high school. I mean, it's, wow. it's, it's terrifying uh, to see. I think I do. I, I agree. Social media plays a huge role in that. You know, uh, if you've never seen the movie, the, the documentary, I guess it would be uh, the social dilemma. I think it's on Netflix. Um, it kind of walks through a lot of the, the what the strategies that social media does to to basically hook and, and addict individuals to social media and, and the endorphin hits that that come <laughs> with checking your phone and scrolling and hitting that having a having a like and all that kind of stuff and it's tough and and you know I've got I've got young kids myself I've got three daughters one one's in middle school one's in elementary one's in preschool you know trying to to keep them away from from those things as long as possible is is really is really hard. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would assume that teachers might have some kind of training uh, along the way on recognizing mm-hmm. you know mental kind of situations when it, when a child is is going through a crisis because I mean who knows what going on, what's going on at home. Yeah, and let me tell you, and it, it you know being ex law enforcement, I know it, the stuff that goes on at home. Yeah, and these kids bring to school. I mean it's a lot for them to, to carry. Plus add homework. Plus add all of the other stresses of yeah. hormones and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it gets pretty crazy. Yeah, you're right. And you know our, our school counselors are going to play a big role in this. Um, I mean it plays play they play a big role in every school. So it's not just Liberty Creek, but, you know, we have a couple of counselors that I feel very confident in and um, in coming alongside kids and working with them. Miss Kincaid and Miss Felice are experienced. They're passionate. They're, they're going to be um, a tremendous asset to our faculty when they need resources and help working through things with students in their classrooms. Yeah. Well, with a with a brand new facility comes brand new electronics and IT and all of the new technology that, that comes along with it. Uh, how are we looking on the IT front? Yeah, it's going to it's going to be really good. And it's kind of one of those things we talked about earlier off there. You know, technology is great when it works, right? That's right. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to work really hard to make sure it is working. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll have smart board panels in all the classrooms. Okay. We'll have document cameras. Teachers will have their own laptops, which which every which every teacher has right now in Sumner yeah. County, thanks yeah. to a, a big initiative by the in, instruction department. IT department to uh, to make sure every teacher has their own laptop that actually works. It's not you know a boat anchor, but it actually works. So you know our, our the technology that will be in there will be will be great for for us. And you know teachers will be able to walk in, cast their computer up onto the smart board, you know touch screen smart board, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. so we'll we'll be set up. We'll be in a good spot with that. No more of the old kind of projectors. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Eight right. millimeter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's it, it's great, especially with the web. I mean, and we talked about social media. Social media can be a great learning platform, mm-hmm. you know, for the kids as mm-hmm. well. But I think with Google Classroom and Docs and all of that and, and keeping mm-hmm. in touch, I, I find that's t- completely helpful because mm-hmm. I'll get these emails yeah. <laughs> coming yeah. back if he's missing certain assignments right. that it, it shows up on here. And I can go into... Uh, you know the Google Classroom and look and see what what they're doing. I can look and, and just see everything that that's happening mm-hmm. uh, with them. So the communication yeah. is, is good because a lot of times they come in they say you don't have any homework. No, yeah. we did it in school. Okay, you never have homework. That's right. You, you're in ninth grade going to you have no homework. 
oh, we covered it in school. Then I start seeing the missing assignments. Yeah, that's so exactly right. So then I, I can keep yeah, on them, you know? Keep up, yeah. So you're going to have that capability over there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, COVID changed the world in a lot of ways, and it changed education in regards to the ways that we use technology. And so that's one of the byproducts is, is streamlining the ways that we communicate in Sumner County through Remind, mm-hmm. uh, the ways that we use technology like uh, like Google Classroom. You know, when, when the pandemic hit, brought up a teacher who was fantastic at technology in her classroom, her name's Jean Hessen. And she was charged with helping us think through what are the best, best practices that we need to have in Sumner County across the board and the ways that we streamline technology and how we communicate and how we sure. get things organized. She was a huge piece to, to, to what we do in Sumner County. Sure, and, and the, the video conferencing technologies yeah. really yeah. become Nobody know, knew what Zoom useful. was, right? That's right, <laughs> Zoom, what the heck? That's right. No, that's, that's tremendous. This school, it, I'm telling you, it got your hands full, but it's gonna be an amazing campus, and I think people are gonna be really impressed. You got the sports going on, you got the, the academics, everything's just happening, you got the technology, yeah. you have Sumner County Schools behind you, so yeah. it, it's it's gotta be great. But you know, <laughs> there have been some rumors floating around. Uh, it, just pick a couple of them and just quell those rumors and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So uh, one of my favorite things to do when we went through, we're, when we were, we're still interviewing for, for some spots, but when we were, it was heavy interviews. One of my favorite things would be like, you know, what rumors have you heard about about things? And, you know, rumors about me as a principal, because at the high school level, in Sumner County at least, I'm, I'm still a little bit of an unknown around that in, in that community because mm-hmm. in Sumner County, I've just been at the elementary level until working in the instruction department. But, you know, we've, we've heard rumors about uh, underground pools, uh, at the high school, we don't have we don't have a swimming pool at all, much less an underground one. I don't know yeah. of anything that's underground other than you know rod our beams that's supporting the foundation right. of yeah. the school. Um, nothing like that. You know, I've, heard, I've even heard things like uh, teachers get paid more at Liberty Creek. That's that's certainly not the case. Um, <laughs> be nice. For, uh, yeah, sure. I'd be yeah, that'd be fantastic. I'm sure teachers would love that. Yeah. But, but uh, it, it's just been interesting. It's the unknown, uh, and and people will fill in uh, narratives of things that. Uh, are unknown uh, of their own choosing and so it's kind of one of those things but i'm always open to a conversation and and uh and to to dispel rumors or or talk about what's happening that's the thing is i mean as you start getting in there i mean you're going to get phone calls and you're going to get the concerned parents you're going to get the concerned citizens yeah you're going to get the complaints that that's what your position is. you you get all of that so uh, and i'm sure you got to handle it uh, quite well because it's just a well-oiled machine here in sumner county yeah uh, at least from our perspective. Now, yeah. on the inside, you, know, you might see it differently, but it's still Summer County Schools, one of the top-notch school systems in Absolutely. the state. Absolutely. And is. that's one of the things that attracted us when we were moving here. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely a a great facility. You're going to have swag coming up pretty soon too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we have an online store already up. Oh, uh, we yeah. you know we have our uh, school website. It's just lch.sumnerschools.org. And so on there we have our sideline store that you can go on and, and purchase uh, purchase apparel. And uh, once teams get started and stuff like that, more more and more apparel will start rolling sure. out. But you can definitely go ahead and grab your stuff now. So look forward to it, folks. Uh, all right, wrapping up our time here together. We've been talking with Philip Holt, the new principal at Liberty. 
Creek High School, home of the Wolves. And a lot of great things coming up, folks. Uh, this new school year, that's when it kicks off. So look forward to it. And we'll we'll have you guys back on. We'll be talking about it as we progress. But we, uh, uh, we look forward to, to seeing more and more uh, of Liberty Creek and everything that's going on. It's going to be a great system. So this is Jeff Shannon. We're wrapping up this edition of Summer County Spotlight. We will catch you next week, uh, Sundays at 10, and then on our podcast page at whinradio.com. This is Jeff Shannon saying so long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.